Amen, amen, amen. Round of applause for the praise and worship team, man. Amen, amen. God bless you. Amen, amen. Amen. God is good. Who agrees with that this morning in this place? Come on now. It's Sunday. Amen. Always good to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday. Great to see you here this morning. We're going to look in the Word of God. This morning we're going back to the Old Testament, Daniel chapter 3. We're going to read a couple of verses of scripture there, Daniel chapter 3. Amen, amen. You know, many times as I start a sermon, those of you who have heard me now for a while, you know that I start with um, stories. And sometimes I'm quite vulnerable because I tell you stories from my past. I tell you stories that make me look good sometimes. Sometimes they make me look bad. Uh, But this is one of those stories again this morning. Now I have to give you a warning, a kind of a... Kind of a, a kind of warning shot about this story. This was what I say as a PC. This is a PC story. It means pre-Christ, okay? So that means you can't judge me, okay? Come on now. Because this is PC, right? There was a point in time where I was, I was blind to the love of Jesus Christ. And I, Come on, there's some time here as well. You got some PC stories as well. Come on now. So this is a PC story. I remember we, was, uh, um, we had a house party. We, I lived with um, uh, six other guys. It was a big house. Uh, um, and it was a massive house party we had. Uh, one of my friends, well, we're all from London. Uh, we, we invited some of our friends from London as well. This was in Derby. And for some reason, the Derby folks didn't really like us um, in London. I don't know what, to this day, I still don't know what they had a problem with us, but they had a problem with us. Eh? So we had this party in Derby, and we didn't invite any of the Derby guys. <laughs> um, but they turned up anyway. Um, and they turned up, and they wasn't really forthcoming to, uh, you know, having just a good time, and that was it. They come to uh, uh, have some trouble. Um, and they didn't come empty-handed either. Remember, this is PC, Okay. They had a few um, implements in which to inflict some, some pain on some people. But what happened is uh, one of my, my friend's friends came from London. Uh, he brought with him a bat. Now, I don't know why you would travel with a baseball bat. He didn't play baseball, but he traveled with a baseball bat. That's what he did. Um, and the trouble started kicking off at the front door. There's a whole crew of people, people wearing balaclavas. It was crazy. It was like a scene out of a movie. It was horrible. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Come on now. Where would I be uh, without Jesus Christ? Uh, probably in a ditch somewhere. But anyway, this was kicking off and everything. And the guy that brought the baseball bat, he saw the troubler, and he walked into the troubler, um, and he took his bat, and the one thing he did was hit it on the ground. In the middle of everybody. Hit it on the ground. And the reason he did that is because he wanted to show everybody. He wanted to send a message that this isn't just an ordinary bat. Because when he hit it on the ground, you heard a ping. In other words, this bat is made of metal. So he sent a message to everyone there that this bat is made of metal and I'm going to use it. Now, the reason I said that is because, listen, I'm not inciting violence. Come on now. I'm not inciting violence. Uh, The love of Jesus Christ changed and transformed me. But that story never leaves my mind because what he did was send a message. And when you send a message like that, listen, it has some powerful reverberations. People around him understood what he meant. 
And when he did that, people started to run. He started to chase people. And, they, you know, let's stop the story there because, you know, we don't want to continue what happened there. But listen, I want to take that premise of sending a message. And I want to preach a sermon this morning of entitled uh, Sending a Message to the Devil. Come on now. Because sometimes we need to send some messages to the devil to let him know where we stand. To let him know what we're about um, And to say, listen, you can do whatever you're going to do, but here's the message I want to send out to you. And of course, we're going to look at uh, Daniel chapter 3 with uh, the message that was sent out to to the enemy. Now, a bit of background of where we're going to read. Those of you Bible scholars know exactly what's happening in Daniel chapter 3. The children of Israel were captured um, and they're now uh, enslaved in Babylon, a foreign land. They've been taken, exiled over to this uh, uh, foreign land. And the king there, King Nebuchadnezzar, he gets so prideful because at the time, the Babylonian rule was, was an empire. It was huge. They had everything under their reign, and he used to get a bit prideful. Think about, listen, look what I have done. And it got to the point where he got so prideful that he set himself up a gold statue and said, listen to his band. He says, praise and worship band player. And he told everyone, whenever, I, whenever this band plays, I want everyone in the land to drop what they're doing, get on their knees and worship this idol that I have set up. He set that up, put out a decree for everyone in the land to do that. And what happened is we've got these three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, uh, they wasn't going to do that because they serve God. Amen. They said, we're not going to do that. And somebody, of course, grasped them up. Somebody told the king that these boys are doing that. And we're going to pick up this story in uh, uh, verse number 13, actually, of our text. Uh, they took them to, to the king. And it says in verse number 13, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, so the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Just listen to the pride. What kind of God is going to deliver you from my hands? That's what he's saying here. Uh, Verse number 16 is possibly, quite possibly, uh, uh, one of the, maybe the first couple of three verses here. Quite possibly my favorite verse um, in all of the Old Testament. I mean, that's a big statement, but I love it. Verse number 16, Shadrach, Mishnah, and Abednego said, Answer the king and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you on this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods nor will worship the gold image which you have set up. Sending a message to the devil. Now I want to pinpoint, my sermons are quite simple, three points and we're done, we praise God, we worship. I want to pinpoint three messages that these Hebrew boys sent to that king. Message number one is ABC. It's as simple as ABC. It stands for assurance, belief and conviction. 
These guys had assurance, they had belief, and they had a conviction. They said to them, we don't even need to answer you, king. In verse number 17, it says, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Now, I like definitions of words. You know, the Bible is full of words, and when we get the definition, we understand what God is trying to speak to us, and the word assurance here is a positive definition declaration intended to give confidence these men made a declaration to the king he says or they said our God whom we serve they're declaring to him that we don't serve any other God we serve the God with a capital G we serve the God that created the universe the God that we serve that's the one that we follow and they just literally declared it And I'm inspired by that because the gospel of Jesus Christ needs to be declared. Can you say amen in this place? The gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't have to be debated. It doesn't have to be uh, defended or doesn't have to be like kind of just, you know, said or not. It just has to be declared. And when you declare it, people can either love it or they hate it. But your job is to declare, listen, you can set up whatever you want to set up. You can say whatever you want to say, but I serve the living God. The living God is not made by hands. The living God, in fact, made you. And I'm not going to serve you. I'm going to serve the creator. They declared I love the declaration that people have in the Bible, in the New Testament, in Acts chapter 20, uh, in verse number 27, it says, For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. You know, sometimes we hear people preach the word of God um, with apology, as if they have to apologize. I heard a preacher say, uh, um, you know, if it was up to me, I would have said that God, when he created male and female, could you make it easier? Could it be male and female, something in between? And he was almost like apologizing for God, saying, yeah, he's the bad guy, but we just have to just... No! We declare what God says. We declare the truth. And when you declare the truth, listen, it has an impact. You send the message out. When you say, I declare it. So the first thing in their message was they had assurance. They had assurance that the God they serve is able to do things. The next thing we had is belief. They had a belief. They had a confidence in someone or something. Look at what they say about the God that they serve. They said, he is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. These men had a firm belief in the ability of God. They had a firm belief in the, uh, his, his uh, capability, God bless you, his capability uh, to do something. They had a belief um, in his might to be able uh, to bring deliverance. Uh, listen, speaking of Abraham, we see in Romans uh, chapter 4, verse number 20, um, it says, He did not waver at the promise of God uh, uh, through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted for him righteousness. Abraham was convinced that whatever God said, he had the ability to bring it to pass. I love in Isaiah 59 verse number one, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save We serve a God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever think of, even ask or imagine. We have to believe in the ability of God. The next thing they had in ABC was conviction. 
This is the quality of showing um, a firm, com- firmly being convinced of something. Um, they said, um, not only is he able, they said, he will deliver us from your hand. And this we can be sure of. You see, I love the fact that they had so much faith. They had so much faith, it almost was like they had knowledge. In fact, they had no doubt that God was going to deliver them. You need to have a faith that God will deliver you. Regardless of what you see happening around you, regardless of what people may say, you need to have the type of faith that makes it sound like knowledge that you know they said he will deliver. They chose their words carefully. It wasn't like he might deliver us or maybe he will deliver us. They said he will deliver us. And I love the boldness because it says, listen, don't care what you do, the God that we serve has the ability and he has the will and the intention to be able to deliver us. I love verse, uh, sorry, Psalm 91 here. I'm going to read a couple of verses of scripture out of Psalm 91. Listen to the word, listen to the language that the psalmist used. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse number two, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my fortress, my God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the perilous pestilence and he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wing you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Amen. Thank you. He shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the sorrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And here, look at a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right side, but it shall not come near to you. You should take that and then have a blessed assurance that you serve. God who is for you. Can you say I'm in this place? Let's quickly pray. Um, trying to do something about this message. You don't want to hear you. Please spend some time praying right now um, until we get the sound. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Ask God to help us today. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, we bless your hand. Come on, lift your voice. Not just me. You know how to pray. Um, let's pray as we get this sorted out. Thank you, Jesus. God. Amen. Listen, we want to send this message to the devil. Amen. Amen. So the message number one was ABC. They had assurance, they had belief, and they had a conviction. The second message that these Hebrew boys sent to the king was a message of unconditional allegiance. Unconditional allegiance. Now, this is a point, church, that we all need to get to in our walk with Christ. We need to get to the point... Where we serve God, not just for what he can do, come on, but for who he is. We understand, listen, if you look at verse number 18 in our text, it says, but if not, so this is after they said, listen, God will deliver us. He's going to do that. We have the faith, he knows. But I love this, in verse number 18, it says, but if not, other verses, other translations says, even if he doesn't. 
It says, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. You see, and this is fantastic because some people have a conditional Christianity. In other words, God, I'm praying for this. And as soon as I get this, then I'm going to give my life to you. Or I'm believing you for this. And if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be disgruntled. Some people have even come up to me and say, I don't even believe that God exists anymore. I've been praying and I've not seen an answer. Listen, we need to get to a place in our Christianity that says, God, I'm going to serve you even if you don't. Uh, answer the prayer right now. I'm going to serve you and give you my life. Regardless, these men said to the king that my God is going to deliver me. But even if he doesn't, listen, I'm going to stand and pledge allegiance to him because of who he is, not just because of what he can do for me. That, my friends, is a place that will give you an authority, that will send you a message or send a message out to the devil that says, do whatever you want to do. I am for the Lord. Send whatever you want to send. You are not going to take me away. When you pray and don't get an answer, you can send a message to the devil and say, listen, I'm still going to serve God. When there seems to be an attack on your family, you can say, listen, I'm still going to serve God. When things get worse before they get better, you can send a message to the enemy and say, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm still going to serve God. It was Job that said, though he slay me, yet I will still trust in him. We need to have that kind of relationship, have that kind of revelation to say God is God regardless. Revelation chapter 2, verse number 10. The Bible says, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison. that You may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. The message they sent, the second message they sent to the king was let it be known. Doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what you throw at me, I am going to serve the Lord. And when you have that, you speak as with a boldness. You speak as with somebody that overcomes. You speak with victory because now you've taken the sting out of the devil's attacks. In other words, the devil, you can throw whatever you want and I'm still going to serve God. That was his point when he tried to try and take Job out. He said to God, the only reason Job is your servant is because you bless him in abundance. If I took that away, he'll become conditional. That is his target. He wants you to become a conditional Christian. In other words, you only serve God when the good times happen. You only serve and worship God when the good things happen. Listen, we need to have a life where we say, regardless of what is happening to to me, I'm going to put that to the side. Yes, I'm going to continue to pray for that. Yes, I'm going to continue to fast for that. But I'm going to separate that. My relationship to God is outside of anything that happens to me or with my things. My relationship to God has no conditions. We need to be like these Hebrew boys and say, listen, let it be known. We don't serve any other God. Second message they put out today, man was let it be known. I want to go to our third message in this place here. And the third message, which is one of my favorites, is they sent out to the king was, I told you so. 
I told you so. Look at Daniel 3 and verse number 26. The Bible says, this is after they threw him into the furnace. And we know the story uh, that they didn't actually get burnt up. Verse number 26, the Bible says, Then Nebuchadnezzar went uh, near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Look how he's changing his tune now. Come on. He says, come out and come here. Now, when I get to heaven, I've said this before, there's many things I want to see. One of the things I want to see is how these men walked out of that furnace. Come on, can you imagine the face they had when they walked out of that furnace? I can imagine the kind of bop they had when they walked out of that furnace, dusting off the smoke, walking, looking at the administrators, looking at the people that threw them in this place and saying, I told you so. Come on, I told you so. I said my God will deliver and look here I am, delivered. I told you so. Listen, that's a message that you and I get to send to the devil. When we stand up and say, listen, I'm going to serve God. You watch this space. He will deliver me. And when he delivers you, you guys get to walk out like Shadrach, Misha, and Abednego. Look the devil in his face and say, I told you so. You tried to take me out. You tried to trip me up. You tried to make me stumble But here I am standing in victory. I told you so. You can stand in victory at the end of the age. When Jesus Christ comes back, look at all the enemies and said, we told you so. You are what you meant for evil. God is meant for good. I told you so. I can't wait to go to heaven and say, what was it like when you walked out the furnace? (laughs) What's the first thing you said? Come on now. I told you so. The Bible didn't read, but I I believe. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) When I get there, guys, did you say I told you? Say, yo, of course we said that. Because <laughs> that's a message that we all get to send to the enemy. And as long as we hold on and we have the conviction that God is able to deliver us, that when he does deliver us, we can come out and say and give all glory to God. Because even this pagan king who set up his gold image couldn't help but say servants of the most high God because when God is glorified doesn't matter what you are you have to give glory to the almighty that's why the bible says that every knee not just some knees every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord so can you imagine when we stand in victory together we can send that final message to the devil and said, listen, we said we belong to Jesus and you're going to be conquered. I told you so. Listen, I'm now delivered. I told you so. Look at Daniel chapter 3 and verse number 28. Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Come on now, praise God. Now we didn't read it but after this the king sets another decree. Before the decree was to the land, when you hear the music, bow down and serve this thing. The decree he sets directly after this was says, listen, and nobody, don't serve anything else except for the most high God. You see, because when God comes through like that, um, decrees start to change. 
Listen, the world that we're living in right now, the country we're living in right now, they've got all sorts of decrees going on that just weird and odd and, and, and misshapen. But listen, when they see, when we stand up and the people of God say, I told you so, listen, decrees are going to change. You know, Jesus said we're going to reign with him for a thousand years. Listen, some of the decrees that we have are going to change. I remember going out on an impact team and they were saying, they were trying to say, listen, you can't say those things. I said, what, I can't say the words of the Bible in a Christian country? How dare you? They're trying to put laws to restrict what we can say. But listen, in time, there's going to come a time where we are going to be ruling on thrones and we're going to have decrees that say everyone must serve the most high God, the living God. We need to send that message out to the devil right now as he's trying to make you stumble, as he's trying to his best to put things in your path, to make you pull away. Send a message to the devil today saying I'm not going anywhere listen I belong to Jesus Christ with or without stuff I belong to Jesus Christ in health or in sickness I belong to Jesus Christ there's nothing that you can throw my way that's going to take me away today we need to send a message out to the enemy this morning we need to send a message out to the devil saying there's nothing you can do I belong to Jesus Christ. And it's only when you have that type of attitude that Jesus Christ. Now, I find this story funny because we all know that there's a point in time that when Jesus, I've said this before, but when Jesus was meant to come into the earth and so on. But at this point, he saw so much faith in these boys. He had to say to the father, listen, I know I'm going to come in a thousand years, but listen, my I need to come down and visit these guys. Because when he came, the, the, the king says, I see four people. Didn't we throw three? I see four. And one looks like the son of God. So Jesus had to come and step down before his time and say, listen, listen, what you guys have done is amazing. You sent a message. You've let everybody know around you where you stand. I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to bring you through this fiery furnace. And you are going to glorify my name. Listen, when you send a message, out. You impress our Father in heaven. You send a message out to the devil. Listen, he wants to come and meet you in the very thing that's causing you pain and he will come and deliver you out there. All we need to do is stand fast, stay strong and send some messages out to the devil. Listen, this morning I believe that God is speaking to somebody here today. That you're going through some things and it seems to be one after the other after the other. Something happens and you're just trying to get over that. Something else happens. You get over that and then something else happens. The devil is trying to make you a conditional Christian. Because sometimes when things are like that, you don't feel like reading your Bible. You don't feel like praying. You don't feel like attending church. Listen, this message this morning is for somebody to say, you need to send a message to the devil. And say, let it be known. Let it be known, I am not going to fall. Let it be known, I am not going to serve any other God. I am going to stay steadfast because the God who I serve is able to deliver me and he will deliver me. This message is for somebody this morning. You need to send a message to the devil. Let's give him praise in this place this morning. Let's lift our voice. We need to send a message to the devil. Listen, I want to pray for a few things before we finish off this morning. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes in this place.